Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? I got to change the oil in my car. Right now, get five quarts of Pennzoil Platinum Full Synthetic with an STP Extended Life oil filter for only $36.99. What do I do with my old oil? We can recycle your used oil for free. And do you have oil for my old work truck? You can find the right high mileage oil to help it go farther right here at AutoZone. AutoZone. Restrictions apply. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. studio inside the South Point Sportsbook on a Wednesday. We have Amal Shaw on the desk. He made it across town after his show The Nuts. If you haven't seen that before, you can check it out at vcin.com or every day uh, right before this show, I believe. Uh, we also have Vinny Maiulo on the desk as well. Appreciate him making some time for us as always. Uh, we had some big action going on last night in the NBA playoffs. Obviously, we had game one of the NBA finals. Suns and Bucks. The Suns won and covered as closing line four and a half point favorites, but we did see some line movement when Giannis Antetokounmpo was announced he was going to play even with that hyperextended knee. Uh, so we saw this move from five and a half to about four and a half. I even saw a four at one point. I kind of mm-hmm. wished I grabbed that, but it looked like it didn't even end up mattering. Final score 118 to 105 for the Suns. The over also cashed. I know a lot of people were trying to sneak into that under at one point, but the total was driven up kind of all week, opening around 217 and then closing around 219 and a half, 220. Vinny, uh, what was this like for the book last night? So we had anticipated that uh, Giannis would probably go uh, right Rightfully so. There we we uh, we guessed right on that, but it was actually two-way action. So it was it was uh, uh, in, in honor of Matt Humans. I got to give the uh, obligatory toggling uh, <laughs> back and forth between five and a half and six. First, you know, we opened the game five and a half. It went to six, and it was kind of going back and forth, depending on what his status was declared. He's doubtful. He's probable. Uh, game time decision. Uh, once it was announced that he was going to play, the game got as low as four and a half here, but yet we closed the game five. So there was a 
a lot of good two-way action mm-hmm. on the game yesterday. And the reason the game closed five is because every parlay, general public parlay was, give me the Suns and over or give me the Bucks and over. So, uh, again, satisfied with the right. Just uh, was uh, chatting with uh, Chris Andrews right before he came out and uh, couldn't be uh, more uh, pleased with, uh, with the result uh, in terms of the handle. But uh, close five and 220 and a half. You know, I don't know how the series is going to be from a betting perspective, Danielle and Vinny, but I think it's going to be very fun to watch. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people are underestimating because it may not have necessarily star power. I get Giannis as a two-time league MVP, but he doesn't necessarily have the cachet of a LeBron or a Steph Curry. Playing I, injured. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That's another very good point. I think it's going to be fun because I think it's going to be a competitive series. DeAndre eight. nobody's talking about him. Mm-hmm. Last night he takes 16 shots, including six for six at the free throw line, eight for 10 from the floor. Tremendous job by him going uh, for 19 rebounds as well. Chris Paul was terrific. Uh, Booker as well. I thought Middleton, Giannis, um, you know, I think they've got to get Lopez going. I think they've got to get Portis and uh, Drew Holiday going a little bit quicker. Your UCLA guy, tremendous player, but he's going to have to be a contributor offensively if they're going to be able to win a title. But I think this series is going to go six or seven games. I can tell you right now, I, I don't know, Vin, where you're at on the total for game number two, but I would be looking towards the under here. I think they'll do a much better job on the pick and roll uh, Milwaukee will in game number two than they did in game one. If not, they're going to get blown out again. Well, you might have been the one who uh, changed this to, or made this for, from 221 and a half to 221 a mile. So, yeah, we did adjust it uh, and opened it four points higher than, uh, than game one. Uh, and the initial response came in at the uh, as an under, but that's okay to take some. We're okay to take some uh, under money early because again, I think the general consensus, particularly on the part of the betting public, is give me uh, either side to the over. And I think we're going to see some more zigzag uh, betting in this series based on what Amal said. That's uh, going to go back and forth. Vinny, I'm convinced there's some people. If you made the total 375, they'd still bet the over. They will. They, no, it's, it's the NBA Finals. But it's, Come on. But it's it's the nature of the, of the beat, right? I mean, again, people, you're gonna you're gonna hear those eight, whatever they got eighteen thousand down there chanting defense. But I can tell you right now, seventeen thousand five hundred of them have tickets on the over. I can guarantee he, he's it. He's right about that. You know, it's great to Danielle. It's great to see the Valley actually have some championship basketball. What it's been twenty eight years since the Suns played in the finals, nineteen ninety three. The last NBA game I looked forward to, Game Six, Suns Bulls. So been quite a while. Uh, you know, it, listen, the product is hard to watch. Silver's got to realize that. It's, it's, it's become an unwatchable product at times. Well, it's funny that you brought that up because he did have a press conference before the series started yesterday. What did you think of his comments? Did you get a chance to see some of these? He said that there's not really a way to know if we made the right decisions right away. Um, he's kind of skirting the issue of dealing with all of these injuries. Yeah, I, you know, listen, I'm not going to put the injuries on him, but mm-hmm. I will say one thing that we have a major issue with in this league is load management. Yes. If you, you know, you're fortunate. You you went to school at UCLA. You lived in the Bay Area. So you have an opportunity to see some great players, whether whatever market you've been in. But if you're, say, for example, in a city that doesn't necessarily have championship caliber basketball you get a team like the Clippers the Lakers maybe the Warriors particularly in the Eastern Conference once a year and if one of those guys LeBron Kawhi Steph are sitting out you've paid all this money and you bought that stupid package that they force upon you to be able to see that you know you got to see the Pacers and like nine other teams nobody wants to see with those you want to see those players we're going to talk more about stars we're going to bring in our visa and NBA analyst here uh, right uh, right here on my guys in the desert the desert. 
Concert. I'm Danielle Avari here at the VSIN studio inside the South Point Sportsbook here with Amal Shaw on the desk and Vinny Mayula. We were just talking about last night's game one, Suns and Bucks, talking about our first impressions, kind of what happened with the spread and how everything shook out. And one of my questions, too, that I wanted to get to, we are going to bring in our NBA senior analyst, Jonathan Von Tobel, but Amal um, was just talking about load management and nobody uh, is on more shows, it feels like, than JVT. So we'll get a hold of him here in a second, uh, bring him in here to talk about this game. We'll also have Will Hill join us, one of our Point Spread weekly contributors a little bit later on this hour. And uh, in the second hour, we'll get to hear from Teddy Greenstein from Points Bet. But when we're talking about last night's game, we weren't sure if Giannis was going to go. Vinny said that the book was playing it pretty much like he was going to go. We assumed we were going to see him out there. What do you think he looked like? How strong? I mean, JVT always talks about mm -hmm. the uh, Street Fighter health bar over their head. Uh, what percentage did he look like he was at? I'm not sure about that analogy, but I was going to ask you the same question because I thought he was more impressive than I anticipated. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Guys, when I saw that injury, I was like, oh, there go the Bucks." Yeah. I mean, it looked like when mm -hmm. he hyperextended his knee, it looked far severe, more severe than I anticipated it being. Look, I love the fact that he's back in the mix. Personally, I want Milwaukee to win the series. I don't have a bet either way. But I'm okay if Phoenix wins. I think it's great. I love the fact that we have new blood here. What is your guys' perspective in terms of what you thought of him? I, I think he's good enough, healthy enough, where he can contribute at a level where this team can win. I was more impressed with his rebounding because yeah. that tells me more than his. We know he can score and he can get inside, but he, you know, he likes to shoot from the outside a bit as well. I, he showed no hesitation on the interior, in my opinion, and I think that's a good sign for uh, for the Bucks. He had a week off. Again, hey, listen, we, we had anticipated that he was going to go, and uh, the betting, you know, that's where we saw the majority of the money. But there, you know what? There were enough people out there, particularly uh, more seasoned betters, professional betters, who felt he was going to go, particularly when it went to six. I mean, we were at six three times before the announcement. So the fact of the matter is I thought he looked pretty well, and I think he's, uh, uh, I think he's healthy enough for the rest of this series. And, look, everybody's got to be healthy for, this, uh, for the finals. I would give you my evaluation, but I think that at least let's get an opinion that matters a lot more than mine in the NBA. Let's bring in our senior NBA analyst, Jonathan Von Tobel, JVT. Uh, we were on the show together yesterday. Uh, thanks so much for making some time to join us today as well. Uh, don't discount yourself, Daniel. You called out Drew Holiday yesterday, and he did not I show did. up. So kudos for you. And huh? it hurt me a little bit because he is my UCLA guy. But, yes, we've been, we've been talking about how he struggled with consistency. Uh, but we were just talking about Giannis, obviously. What were your impressions? How did he look? Yeah, you know, I would agree generally with the sentiment that Vinny and Amal had, right? Like, just coming out and it looked like it was a, a relatively minor knee injury that he had, right? Was out there, looked pretty explosive at times. Uh, there was a very impressive possession, I thought, early where he posted up DeAndre Ayton and bodied him like he was a small child and finished. You know, there was a lot of uh, good that you saw out of it. But I think you still want to see a little bit more, right? Uh, 11 field goal attempts is somewhat passive for him. And I know that you know, the Phoenix Suns fouled him a little bit every time he would end up, so, uh, went up. So that's part of the equation. So I think you're, you like what you saw from him in game one. You want to see a little bit more from him in game two, but you're feeling good if you're Milwaukee in terms of his health, for sure. Yeah, you know, I agree with JVT in terms of seeing more, but JVT, one thing I want to go to with Giannis, eight for 31 from the three-point arc against Brooklyn, struggled against Atlanta. I, I don't understand why this guy who dominates inside, why he's ever on the perimeter unless he's giving Drew Holiday or Chris Middleton a screen. It drives me freaking insane. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm all, and, you know, I would say even like, like it's not taking an attempt, right? It's not taking a three-point shot that kills me. What kills me is when he takes them, right? I don't need yes. you to take a three-point attempt six seconds into the shot clock, right? <laughs> I, I need that at the end of the shot clock. It's a desperation three, something like that. 
you know, that's what kind of bothers me about his shot selection at times. Then, you know, when you see him come down the floor and pull up in transition, like, bro, that's, that's not your shot. Okay. And you know, that's when I, it really bothers me the most. So I would agree with that sentiment. If you're going to do it in desperation, but like, I'm going to bet again, to use his phrase dollars to donuts, whatever it means that the team will let you have that shot whenever you want it. No, they will. But it's also a byproduct of today's game. When you look at it, right? KD, he's not hes not the shooter that KD is. It's not his game tailored. But I think that influences the way he approaches the game, guys. When you, when you look at today's NBA, anybody, and even including your pivot player, is, is, is encouraged, really, uh, to shoot from uh, and take those shots. To, I'm not saying it's right, wrong, or different. I think he's much more effective inside. But I also think that it's a byproduct of today's NBA. I, by the way, JVT, I had to look up the phrase dollars to donuts, and I am with you. It is horrible. It's just to suggest something is very likely to be true or some, a strong hunch that something is about to happen. Okay, yes. I don't, I don't, I've never known what it meant, but I, I just neither like did to I. use it every once in a while. So. I got it for you. Uh, apparently, dollars are valuable, but donuts aren't, so the phrase parallels the earlier English betting expression, a pound to a penny. That's and where you got don't it. anybody say how old Vinny and Jimmy and Chrissy are <laughs> anymore, because you've never heard us use that. But go ahead, Dan. Dollars to donuts. Making a comeback. That's just like everything. All of the millennial trends are making a comeback right now. <sighs> JVT and I. Oh, we feel <laughs> so young again. Uh, we talked a little bit yesterday about how the Bucks' other role players, obviously, were going to have to contribute here, and we saw... Chris Middleton's points, rebounds, and assists, his points prop, all of those things, very high. A lot of expectation from him. He did show up for them, 29 points. And then you talked about Drew Holiday, and I said, what are we going to see from him because he's been so inconsistent? So what was your evaluation of the other role players for the Bucks? Well, we start with the positives with Drew, right? Nine assists, seven rebounds. What was one of the things we talked about yesterday, right, Danielle, was that he was going to have to be more of a facilitator, and he was just that. So that was the positive for him. Uh, but again, just, you know, we, we I use the phrase hesitancy, right, for Giannis in the 6 of 11. Uh, there was no more hesitancy than you saw from Drew Holiday in 40 minutes to go 4 of 14, 0 of 4 from three-point range, and at one point passing up open looks because it looked like he just didn't have any confidence in his shot whatsoever, going too strong to the hole with some layups and missing those. You know, Drew Holiday, I don't know what is happening coming into this, right? Shooting 41% from the floor, 29.9% from three-point range in the postseason. Uh, he has definitely regressed in a very big way in this postseason. And you just don't know what's happening with him. So you can't be really impressed with what Holiday brought to the table. And then outside of that, Look, you need more production from the bench. Bobby Porter's only five points. Jeff Teague, only three. You know, eight eight from Pat Connaughton, which is fine, and hit a couple of three-point shots. Same with Bryn Forbes. But if Giannis, if this is the version of Giannis that you are getting, in which we're talking about 11 field goal attempts and only 20 points, I would bet that he is not going to put up a stat line like that again. But still, if this is the ish version that you're going to get for Giannis, you need more from the other players outside of just Middleton and, and Lopez. And, and, you know, Lopez, too. Had another good game, 17 points, six rebounds. I don't think you can ask him much more, 50% from the field, three of five from three. But you need more if you're going to be Drew Holiday and anybody else on this Milwaukee Bucks team, and that is 100% for sure. You know, I agree with you on Drew Holiday, both of your guys' sentiments. I'm a little bit surprised. I'm a big Drew Holiday fan. I think he's a terrific player, and especially having to be the number three here, guys. He, he's. I think he's got a chance to really do well here. But for me, JVT, the barometer with Milwaukee is not Giannis. It is Chris Middleton. If you look at the games, when he plays and shoots well, they win. When he doesn't, they lose. I, I don't know if I've seen a team in a while where you just look at what mm -hmm. one particular player does, not their star, and you can tell how they're going to perform. 
Yeah, and Chris Middleton, you know, we were talking about this yesterday on the show, Mo. Uh, I kind of thought that maybe we were thinking too much about Chris Middleton in terms of his performances, right? Like, I, I figured that if we're talking about one guy that really needed to step up, it was Drew Holiday, and I think he still needs to do that. But Chris Middleton is a guy who, for some reason, gets all the flack in the world, even though he's a very consistent player and a solid player. He absolutely torched Miami in the first round of this postseason. You saw what he did yesterday. Let's not talk about the 29 points on 12-26 shooting. How about the fact that he played 45 minutes for this team yesterday? Yesterday, right like he's a really solid player and I would agree with that you know it's not as he goes they go but Giannis just I think it just speaks to if Giannis gets production from somebody else and more often than not it has been Chris Middleton then this is going to be a team that is pretty formidable from an offensive standpoint and you saw yesterday right Chris, Chris Middleton was kind of a one-man show for the most part and you just you need a secondary piece of some sort to provide some sort of other offensive valve for this team. And when you look at this game at the end of the day, though, right, the, the Suns, they're a deeper team, and they, and they showed it yesterday overall. When, when you look at this roster, I think then this is a, a much deeper team than, than the Bucks have played. Although, again, I agree with Amal's opening uh, remarks about this series potentially going um, deep into, into, it, into the series. Amal. Well, yeah. and, and Vinny, really quickly, let's, yeah. let's, let's put a, a note on that, too. That depth took a hit yesterday. We don't know what happened to Dario yeah. Sarge. He only yeah. played two minutes yesterday, mm-hmm. non-contact knee injury. <laughs> and, and you talk about depth. That front court, man, now all of a sudden your rotation at center is DeAndre Ayton and Frank Kaminsky. And yeah. that's going to be a problem for, for this Phoenix team going forward in this series. Yeah, I think they'd be great in the Big Ten Conference, those two guys. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I don't know about Big Frank the Tank here against the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, right. Guys, I, I still think the series is wide open. I think Danielle echoed similar sentiments, JVT. I think we'll see a much better defensive effort. For me, though, they've got to get better on the pick and roll. If they can slow down Chris Paul from getting those mid-range jump shots, which he just absolutely decimates a defense on, I think they've got a great chance. Do you think this is one of the keys for them? Where do they get better? Yeah, so I think, actually, I'm looking offensively, um, all for them to get better. Offensive rating yesterday, a 105.7 for the Milwaukee Bucks. You know, we mentioned the hesitancy of Giannis. You know, the other role players not really stepping up. One of the things that really stuck out to me yesterday, in terms of frequency of attempts within four feet of the basket for the Milwaukee Bucks, to 27%, only 21 attempts within four feet. They shot 61.9%. Not very good for a team that has the ability to finish, especially when Giannis is on the floor. Because I've made this case, Amal, it's why I bet the first game over, and I'm hoping to get it like a 219.5 to bet this thing over again because that'd be my buy price on the total i'm not sure if there is a scheme out there for milwaukee to stop the uh the the phoenix suns right look at what happened yesterday they actually opened up switching everything it was absolutely fantastic Mm -hmm. so what did phoenix do let's start feeding deandre aiden deandre aiden finishes with 22 points and 19 rebounds because he's feasting on smaller matchups in the low post because they're switching every single screen that is available to them and then you see in the third quarter all right well let's start throwing out our drop coverage well i think we all remember what chris paul did in the third quarter chris paul annihilated their drop coverage so i think from milwaukee's standpoint there are small things you can do a little bit better defensively but i don't know if this series is about stopping phoenix as it is so much exploiting what you can on the other side remember in the regular season Giannis averaged 40 points per game they shot 75 percent at the rim in the two games against the phoenix suns you saw little matchups here and there in which they destroyed deandre eight and Giannis specifically i think it's about correcting your issues offensively on the interior as opposed to you know you, you want to improve defensively but i just don't know how much you can improve given the strengths of the phoenix sun yeah, and as Amal was saying, as Vinny was saying, a little bit more depth for the Suns, but they did take one hit. Shams tweeted two hours ago that Suns forward Dario Saric has a torn ACL in his right knee. Is that going to impact the Suns in any way? 
Yeah, I mean, well, see, I, what I'm curious about, Danielle, is, is it does, right? Because now we're talking about potentially more minutes for a Frank Kaminsky type. You know, we did see in this game, and, and we should note, too, right? It is the NBA Finals. If you look at the minutes, take Devin Booker played 42. Chris Paul played 37. DeAndre Ayton played 39. We talk about rotations getting a little bit shorter. In the NBA Finals, your rotations are going to get pretty short as well, right? These guys want to win a championship. You're going to see guys like Chris Middleton play 45 minutes. It's the last four to seven games. You're probably going to leave a lot out there. But you do need to give these guys a break at some point and so what the center position looks like now going forward when DeAndre Ayton is not out there is pretty fascinating do you just go insanely small and put a Tory Craig out there and just kind of go with a switch everything type lineup because that's pretty risky if you're facing a Bobby Portis type in terms of that front court depth or do you roll Frank Kaminsky out there because that's a defensive liability there's a reason why uh, Frank the tank is, is he's actually a tank that he moves that slow defensively and so like that's a big liability for them so I think Danielle like more so of Dario Sarge is out the Suns are screwed I don't know if it's that, but I think when you're looking at this from a betting perspective, Bobby Porter's point totals now become a little bit more attractive, right? When you look at some of the other stuff, like a Jeff Teague point, like some of the bench players in terms of their point totals for the Milwaukee Bucks, those become a little bit more attractive because the defense, and especially for the bench, got a little bit worse here for Phoenix without Sarge. JVT, moving forward, how does this impact you, your betting on in terms of exact number of games? Did you have exact number of games going into the uh, into the series? No, so I, I picked for the, the write-up, Vinny. I picked Suns in six, but yep. my series okay. bet was Chris Paul plus 175 to win finals MVP. That's, that's, that was my faux series bet for the whole thing. I, I thought this was a great bet, JVT, because first of all, you believe obviously Phoenix is going to win the title, and I think it's better than laying the juice mm-hmm. with them. The other thing is, guys, I think there's a certain amount of sentiment that will go towards him over a booker based on yes. just longevity in the league. Remember, he's president of the Players Association. These things are a factor, uh, JVT, in terms of when you see the voting come down. Yeah, oh, 100%, man. Like, that was part of the handicap. You know, it's like all Chris Paul has to do is win this title and then come in and average like 20 and 7, right? Like something like that, have a a big third quarter like he did yesterday, and the award's going to be his. How many times do we watch these championship games, whether it's the Super Bowl, whether it's the Finals MVP, whatever it is, it just goes to either the quarterback, whether it's football, or it just goes to the guy who deserves it, for lack of a better term, when you're talking about the NBA Finals in terms of legacy, all of those things. So, yeah, like this is is Chris Paul's award to lose them all. I made the argument that if we knew Giannis wasn't going to play, he should be an odds on favorite to win this thing. Cause there was nobody else who was going to take it from him. And you mentioned Booker, like Booker could be relatively attractive, I guess. But you know, the one thing that Booker it's, it's funny. It's gone kind of under the radar again, yesterday, one of eight from three point range. He's been shooting the ball relatively poorly since the beginning of that Clipper series. You know, he has had some struggles with some of his efficiency overall. Now he does a lot of positive things, right? He's worth a lot in terms of his attraction to defenses, the ability to attack and kick it out to shooters, which he had a lot of good moments in that game yesterday, but from an efficiency and shooting standpoint hasn't really been great. And I think that's going to work against him too in terms of the running for the MVP if you're looking at attacking this any other way. Yeah, Danielle, JVT is absolutely right. Ever since uh, Booker realized he's going to need some postseason rhinoplasty, it's been a tough struggle for him going forward. Just uh, His update. girlfriend knows a person, I'm sure. <laughs> Just, <laughs> who's, who's, is she a Kardashian? Uh, she's a Jenner, please. Oh, Jen- oh sorry. I- yes, it's the next iteration. Uh, so, JVT, wow. one, of the, one of the bets uh, we saw yesterday was 11,000 to win 99,000 on the Suns nine to one to sweep the Bucks. So obviously wow. you said Suns and six. You've seen one game here. Vinny said that we might be seeing some zigzag action here. Actually, in these games, how many games do you think we're going to see this go to? 
Yeah, I haven't seen anything to deter me from my original prediction, Danielle, yeah. of six games. Like, there's mm-hmm. going to be some correction here for Milwaukee in terms of shooting at the rim, what they're able to do offensively. I already bet the Bucks plus five and a half here for game two. You know, that's a number that, to me, we talked about it yesterday. Five and a half, six. And, Vinny, I know I talked to you about it on Monday. Yep. That's a number without Giannis Antetokounmpo. Not so much with him on the floor. He's going to be more comfortable, and he's going to be better. So, I would expect there's some spots already flashing five. I don't know what you guys have at the South Point, but I took five and a half already, and I'd expect it to head in that direction as we get closer to game time tomorrow. Five and a half. 221 Suns and six plus 375 series price 340 plus 280. Thanks so much to JVT, our senior NBA analyst, for joining us. Uh, you can always check him out at BJVT. And uh, remember, he is uh, bringing back dollars to donuts. Right. Take it easy, guys. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, yeah, he does have that future ticket on Chris Paul. And after the way he mm-hmm. performed last night, I'm sure he's feeling pretty good about that. Let's get to the Wimbledon and Euro 2020 next. We have some action going on here with England and Denmark. We'll cover that and more next on My Guys in the Desert. such a clutch pickup, Dave. I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh, no, I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. Even you could do it. Nice. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. What, you fly across the country to do the install? Nope. Blinds.com can do it all. All she had to do was pick what she wanted. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Look at you, Hall of Fame son. Oh, I just picked the winning team. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Oh, Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. He shoots. He scores. Go to Blinds.com for 40% off site-wide and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for 40% off site-wide at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids, but I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, 
you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Welcome back into the OddsTrader.com studio at the South Point Casino. Make sure you check out OddsTrader.com and download the free OddsTrader app right now so you can start winning with the up-to-the-second info you need. Daniel Alvari, Vinny Mayulo, and Amal Shaw here at the VSIN studio ready to talk about some Wimbledon. you got to get up early to watch these tennis matches. But Amal, I know you've been betting these frequently. A lot been going up on the women's side. It's been a little bit less decisive. But on the men's side, it's been uh, pretty chalky, just as Vinny was just talking about here. So Novak Djokovic won in straight sets today to reach his 10th Wimbledon semifinal as everybody predicted and his 41st overall semifinal at a major. So what have you been seeing uh, from your bet so far? Well, you know, I just have a one futures bet that's on Novak. I always had a mm -hmm. pick him before the tournament started. Roger's not the same guy. We knew Rafa wasn't going to be there. The only other threat I thought was Medvedev. Berrettini, the Italian, big mm -hmm. server, has a chance. But again, five sets, center court, Wimbledon. I don't think so. It's going to be Novak's. He has got an opportunity to win a single-season Grand Slam. Remember, he won the French, won the Aussie back in January. Might have been early February this year, but this is an incredible season he's having, and he's got a chance to have a historic run. Last guy to win the Grand Slam was Rod Laver on the men's side, so really an opportunity for him. On the women's side, forget about talking about the matchups. Let's talk about you. You've got Ariana <laughs> Sabalenka and Ash Barty to win the tournament. Yeah, Barty's they, my, my cover. I'm hoping she's... She's a safe shot here. You got both well, favorites. You got both favorites, and yeah. here's the thing. They both are on the opposite sides of the draw. Mm -hmm. Barty yes. against Kerber, and I actually think, Vin, the price is a little bit too high. I love Ash Barty. I don't think there's a bigger fan of Barty than me. But I think against Kerber, who won in 2018, and she won mm -hmm. at Bad Homburg last week on the grass court, this is a little bit of a high price. Well, 215, about yeah. 215 plus 185 on Kerber. So, Danielle, you're in a position, too. I don't know what your future prices are. I have but Sabalenka plus 710 and Barty plus 410. Well, you're in a good spot. You could you could bet both dogs right now, even, but uh, just, and still win. Absolutely, yeah. and yeah. and so on the other side, you got Pliskova and Sabalenka. Sabalenka's mm -hmm. obviously the most powerful hitter left in this tournament. Her and Madison Keys, the two most powerful on the women's side, but. To me, Pliskova is playing well. Great chance to be able to win a Grand Slam finally. One of three women to be ranked number one and never win a major. Um, this is an opportunity. I still think, though, Sabalenka is probably going to get through. I still, I believe the price is still too high. About two, two dollars a month. Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought Barty yeah. should be about one seventy-five, okay. and I thought Sabalenka should be about one eighty, maybe somewhere in the one seventy, one eighty range, because. To me, if any, if Kerber or if um, uh, Pliskova win, it's not an upset from the standpoint that both of these players are both capable. Remember, Kerber's won Grand Slam. She's won in Australia. She's won at Wimbledon 2018, just three years ago. So this is not a stretch at all for her to win. So you can get plus 85 to 90 on Kerber, uh, depending on where you shop, and then plus 75 or 80 on uh, on Pliskova. So you're uh, you're in which, a good spot. Do we have the times of the matches in terms of which one goes first? I 
Let me, was, look at, let me look and see. Well, the reason why I was asking is because... 5.30 in the morning. Yeah, 5.35. <laughs> so, uh, uh, Barty Kerber goes first. Okay, so to me, that's a that's perfect setup time, for you. That's our time, 5.30, and then So let me ask you, though. Go do ahead. I want Kerber to win here because she will be a slightly easier opponent against Sabalenka since I have longer odds on her and would love that future to cash? No, you really want Barty versus Sabalenka, and you just sit back and say, thank you very much. And I'll win something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. That's true. And, and that's, that's the best case scenario. You don't have to do anything, and you just hope it's a great match and just be a casual fan at that point time. there, huh? No, you're not getting greedy. <laughs> no. I think you set yourself up no. perfectly. My problem with Sabalenka has always been she has the talent to win a Grand Slam, but at times she's like that home run hitter who strikes out too much, makes too many unforced errors. Barty is just a hallmark of consistency. Kerber can hit with anybody, but the power can overwhelm her. And I, I just think Ash Barty... It's just I love her disposition. Never gets too high, never gets too low. She's tremendous. I think she's got a great chance to be able to win this tournament. But I don't think if Sabalenka is on her game and she doesn't make errors, she should be able to beat the three remaining players. That's what I want. That's what I need to happen here. Uh, any any bets for tomorrow's that you've already put in? I haven't. I'm looking at both dogs. I'm thinking about parlaying both dogs because it's seven to one if you take both dogs. I don't think it's a long. It's too much of a stretch to assume that Pliskova and Kerber can win. It, it, this is not something that we're looking so you're at. You're gonna go say, oppo me. <laughs> well, it's not that. And honestly, Daniel, it's strictly about the pricing. I think the yeah. pricing is too high. I think both these players should be about 170 to 180, not uh, over $2. So before we run out of time here in this segment, I want to make sure we update the Euro 2020. Obviously, England and Denmark going on right now. England up 2-1 to one in these extra minutes here. Mm -hmm. um, Amal, who do you think is going to advance out of here? The winner will take on Italy in the finals on Sunday. Yeah, it looks like it's going to be England at Wembley. Uh, I just put out on Twitter because I missed it. Obviously, we're doing the show, and there was a hard penalty kick called. Raheem Sterling goes down in the box. Uh, then they have an opportunity. Harry Kane gets the penalty kick blocked, but on the rebound he scores. So England leads right now 2-1. About the 116th minute, four minutes plus a little bit of stoppage time. Um, it, honestly, based on what I've seen everybody say on social media, this appears to be a travesty that they got a PK call. I mean, it's, it's really changing the game, but I can tell you one thing. The Euro Cup and UEFA is not disappointed to see England versus Italy potentially. No, not at all. Yeah, and England's still the favorite. Minus 112 on DraftKings to win it all that going down on Sunday we'll be back we'll bring in Will Hill one of our point spread weekly contributors next on my guys in the desert headquarters for UFC 264. We're bringing you in-depth analysis of the McGregor Poirier main event, plus key bouts on the undercard from our full team of experts, including Lou Finicaro, Reed Kuhn, and Jordan Sherwood. Sign up for the free Visa newsletter to receive our digital guide and tune in Saturday at noon Eastern for First Strike, our live preview show hosted by Dave Ross with live updates from all of our fight experts. Get everything you need for betting on UFC 264 and sign up now for the free UFC 264 betting guide at vcin.com slash 
free Danielle Vari, Vinny Mayulo, and Amal Shaw back here on My Guys in the Desert. I jumped the gun a little bit here. We're actually going to have Will Hill join us in the next segment. But we have some MLB action to recap here. Uh, Indians and Rays played two games today. They beat, uh, or excuse me, the Rays beat Cleveland in both ends of the doubleheader. The Indians have now lost nine straight and a seven-inning no-hitter in the second game, but not an official no-hitter because of that seven-inning rule, but still pretty cool to see. Uh, Vinny, how is this uh, shaken out for the book so far? Uh, right now, uh, small action. Uh, went to the Rays in the first game. You know, baseball's very streaky, as we know, and a lot mm-hmm. of times betters, they'll they'll bet those streaks, right? And, um, and you look at, uh, you mentioned uh, how many games the Indians have lost in a row, 12 of 13 overall. Uh, and, of course, uh, they did get swept today. So the Rays closed $1.50 in game one and $2 in game two. Uh, they, uh, they, they laid uh, the Rays both games. Now I'm seeing a rain delay here in the top of the eighth for the Reds and the Royals. The Reds are up three to two. How does that play out for bets, Vinny, if this does not resume? Well, uh, where, what inning are they in? Top of the eighth. Top of the eighth. So yeah. the game needs to go at least eight and a half innings for the total, but uh, mm-hmm. they'll revert back to the pre, the most uh, uh, recent completed inning mm-hmm. uh, for the score here. So uh, it'll you'll have the. What's the score of that one right there? Three, three to two. Reds leading right now. I think they. When did they score the? Uh, when did. Uh, when did they score that run? Because uh, that'll uh, determine. There's been no run scored in the eighth. In so. The eighth. so then it'll uh, it'll be if it, if they end it, it'll be three two. The side will get paid, uh, but the run line and the total will get refunded. By, by the way, can I tell you a quick story? The greatest push <laughs> I ever had of all time was I had an under. Was it a Cub game? No, it was the uh, <laughs> Rangers A's. I don't remember what year it was. About ten fifteen. No, longer than that. About fifteen years ago. The total was eight and a half or nine. I have the under. It's like 15 to seven going into the bottom of the ninth. And they called it because of rain in Oakland, which it barely ever rains there to get a rain out. I mean, you talk about one of the great. uh, That was a loss that I got a refund on. That was like a win. And and how how many candles did you light in every <laughs> every religious uh, uh, structure that you could find? Absolutely, I mean that was I mean it was unbelievable. That's where you you find a church or a cathedral, a mosque, a synagogue, like, yeah, whatever, everybody, everything. Exactly. There you go. Uh, also going on right now, the Angels and the Red Sox. Top of the fifth year, Angels are up two to one. They did win yesterday versus the Red Sox, five to three. Final score on that one. Uh, so any action that you're seeing. Uh, here, Vinny? Uh, just pretty much two-way. Uh, yeah. Opened a quarter, just a couple of cents moved either, either way. Actually closed dollar twenty-seven. So it was pretty good two-way action there. And the same uh, uh, with the total, which closed nine over right around where it opened. By the way, can we talk about the Red Sox here for a second mm-hmm. and how well this team is playing? 54-33, sure. and 33, best record tied with Houston in the American League, and nobody's talking about what this team has been able to do. And here's the other thing, guys. They're going to get Chris Sale back. It's almost like a free, uh, not a free agent, but a trade acquisition. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And remember, Chris Sale's problem has always been starts the season well in April, May, and June, really starts to deteriorate in kind of in August and September. He's going to ha- come in. They can work him into the rotation. They're currently sitting with a nice uh, little bit of lead in the American League over over Tampa right now, three and a half games. But you like their position in terms of the wild card overall. Great chance to be able to make it in the postseason. Um, I just don't think the Sox are getting enough talk. I'm sure in New England, obviously, it's, you know, filling up the airwaves. But to me, pay attention to Boston. They're three, four, five. 
If Mike Trout's healthy, the best three, four, five in baseball are in Anaheim with uh, Rendon, Otani, and, of course, Trout. But when you look at Rafael Devers, Sander Bogarts, and J.D. Martinez, this trio is a formidable one. Well, I think the surprise of them all, too, is is their pitching, right? I mean, they've yeah. always been able to hit, and we knew they could hit this year. But the pitching was going to be the big question mark, and it was going to be a three-way race between, of course, the Yankees, uh, the Rays, and Toronto. Toronto was supposed to be the uh, uh, the upstart uh, and we saw them uh, make some uh, some strides last year, but I don't think these Red Sox are going away now. Right after the All Star, because there's been there hasn't been as much talk about the Red Sox and what's right with them is because there's been more talk about the Yankees and what's wrong with them. Mm-hmm. And I have to tell you, what's wrong with the Yankees is they, right after the All Star game, they have a ton of games against the Red Sox, the Astros, and the Rays. We're going to find out a lot about the Yankees and whether or not the Yankees are going to be the sellers and the Red Sox, in all likelihood, who are undefeated against the Yankees this year, wow. are probably going to be the buyers looking at these AL East odds here I mean the Yankees sitting at eight to one are those in theory possibly going to get even longer because they're going to have that really difficult stretch ahead of them uh, it can yes every time depending they, on how that goes I mean they're going to have to play eight, 800 ball in in that stretch <laughs> yeah to get back into this race really yeah, I mean, think about it, right? No, Danielle brought up a great point. Look, they've got now they have an opportunity. They play the Red Sox six times right. coming up in July. Mm-hmm. Or, excseme me, seven times so, four mm-hmm. at Fenway, three at home. Or actually eight. Eight. It's let me, eight. Let me eight just games, keep right? adding good games keep going. to the number I'm wrong on. I have Six, eight. Seven, Somebody eight. give me nine. Eight. eight. I have nine. Give me nine. They've, they've got three at the Astros. They play the Phillies. Mm-hmm. Uh, Danielle alluded to it. They've got three at Tampa. It is a challenging schedule. Now, they'll get a little bit of a reprieve when we get into August. But to your point, they may be out of contention by the time you yeah. get there, and it's a real problem. And here's the other thing. You cannot afford against Boston to go 6-2. and two. To Vinny's point, you've got to really go 7-1. and one. Otherwise, making up two games when you're, what, 9-9? Nine and a half games back, it's yeah. going to be tough. I talked to some Yankee fans on the way in the other day, and we were talking about 1978 and the fact that they were down at this time of year. The biggest difference is that team, they wound up winning head-to-head because they had more talent. They had more talent on the uh, on the uh, on the mound than they than well, they, they do Louisiana right now. Lightning. Twenty uh, wasn't that yeah. twenty five and three Gidry for Gidry? Was, was light, you know, they had a great oh, bullpen where's with Bucky Dent when you need him? Oh, don't it? Still too soon up in New England. <laughs> you know his middle name starts with F. <laughs> and it's not Frank. <laughs> anyway. So, while you're talking about the Red Sox here, what about the other Sox? The White Sox are a lot of expectations for them heading into the season. Uh, they won today versus the Twins, six to one. So, uh, Lynn wins six to one for them, improves to ten and two. So, what have you thought of this White Sox team so far, and what is their next couple of weeks looking like? So, I thought Houston at thirteen to one a couple of weeks ago was a good play. I said that on the nuts, but to me, I still think the team to beat in the American League is Chicago. Mm-hmm. I think that when you look at their starting rotation. I think it's better, in my opinion, than Houston and Boston. Offensively, I'd give a slight edge to those other two teams, but I think the Sox are very capable of winning the American League. I think they're playing extremely well. I'm looking forward potentially to this postseason where we're looking at right now, particularly Boston, Houston, and uh, the Chai Sox as the division front runners. It should be a lot of fun. Um, you know, I think they're getting slightly overlooked because they're always that second team in Chicago itself. So I, I think this team has a chance to really be effective. Don't discount them. The pitching has been great. Rodon, Lynn, uh, these guys have been dangerous. If they can get uh, Lucas Giolito going, this team has really got a chance. And the Indian struggles have helped the White Sox. Yeah, last yeah tremendously. Well, uh, we'll get back to some baseball a little bit later on. But next segment, yes, we will bring in Will Hill, the Will Hill. No, not not that we Will Hill, but uh, Will Hill, our Points Red Weekly contributor, rather, uh, to talk MLB and NBA right here on My Guys in the Desert.
<sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save 40% site-wide. Get 40% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know. What were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Allison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very of all slow. The, of all the options. In spite of me. <laughs> like, what did we do? It's so slow. Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Allison. Thank you. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. OddsTrader.com studio at the South Point Casino. Make sure you check out OddsTrader.com and download the free OddsTrader app right now so you can start winning with the up-to-the-second info you need. Daniel Avaria, Malshawn, Vinny Mayulo back here on My Guys in the Desert and ready to bring in our guest, Will Hill, our Point Spread Weekly contributor. Uh, Will, thanks so much for making some time for us. What's going on, guys? How are you? Hey, Will. So good. So obviously we saw game one of the NBA Finals last night. Uh, Suns and Bucks here. The Suns covered. The total went over. What did you think of game one, and has it changed your opinion on the series? No, I'm kind of where I'm at today is where I was this time yesterday. Uh, I still like the Suns. I bet the Suns before the series. 
I was really caught between a, a short series and a long series, depending upon, you know, Giannis, which is obviously the biggest question, the most important thing, but it, it's kind of hard to gauge. And it it's kind of minute to minute. I thought he looked really good in the first half. He had that incredible chase down block at the end of the first half. And I thought he uh, landed kind of awkwardly, kind of gingerly. You could see him grimace. Not sure he moved as well the second half. You know, you could see he, he didn't really go to that Euro step as much. He wasn't as active defensively. So, I think if you got Giannis at 100%, and he's a player that needs to be 100% to be successful. He's not a shooter. He's not a ball handler like you know Durant or Harden or Curry. That's some of these guys that could play at less than 100%. I think if Giannis were 100%, this is a, a coin flip series that'll go seven. I think if he's diminished and, and his health deteriorates as the series goes on, I think this is Suns, and I think it's a, it's a relatively short series. I think this uh, series has the potential – uh, will to to be more of a zigzag play by folks out there. Would you can you see that happening even with Giannis not at a hundred percent? With him not at a hundred percent, not as much. I just think Phoenix is deeper. They just mm -hmm. there's a lot of answers that Phoenix has for, for Milwaukee, yep. and there's just. You know, Milwaukee plays Lopez. That's an issue with the pick and roll. The Portis minutes they really hunted Portis. That's an issue. Uh, you know, you start to get to the Jeff Teagues of the world. They really miss DiVincenzo. So I think Phoenix is just deeper. You know, they're yeah. they're like a baseball lineup where they don't have a lot of 350 hitters, but they don't have a lot of 150 hitters. They just got a, a good team, and there's something to be said for a team that's deep. That they just, you know, they got good two-way players that you can't attack. You, you can't, you know, just leave guys open. They're, they they shoot well. They're just, you know, they're not the best team if everyone are healthy, but that's kind of irrelevant at this point. They're the most well-balanced well team. They're deep. You know, they got a game in pocket. They've got a seventh game at home. So look at it this way. Unless they lose four out of the next five, they're guaranteed at least a game seven at home, which is, which is a good scenario for them. Agreed. I like that point you bring up about them having to lose four out of the next five. Also, you mentioned Giannis. And what was your, I mean, just basically assessment of him in terms of how he performed in game number one? I know obviously he's not healthy, but do you think he can contribute enough? And if we get some contribution, I say we, like I'm a Milwaukee Buck <laughs> associate or something, but you know, to me, I think if Holiday can show up, Middleton can carry his mail, and I think they've still got a chance. Yeah, I agree, but I just think, like I said, Giannis is just not the guy where he can be 70 80% and still be really effective just because he doesn't shoot well. You know, he doesn't shoot well from the free throw line. He's not a three-point shooter. He's about a Euro step and, and dunking the ball on your head. He needs to be able to explode, accelerate. If he's just sort of iffy physically, that's a big, a big issue for Milwaukee. But I think if he's close to 100%, this is this is more of a toss-up series where we're looking at six or seven games. So I thought he looked about as well as you could hope after that injury. I think that injury a week ago against Atlanta uh, was probably looked a little worse than it actually was. But I still don't think he was 100%. And I still think you know that chase down block at the end of the first half, he did look a little ginger after that. And it, you know you always worry about you know his health deteriorating from this point forward because you know anything less than 100%, Milwaukee just does not have enough. Well, I know you've uh, followed the totals as well, and we uh, we did adjust this total by four points in terms of the opener, uh, and right now this one is at 221. Uh, do you have any, any preference here based on what you saw last night and how it was bet? Yeah, I liked the under. I thought this could be a bit of a slog defensively. I thought both of these teams are really good on defense. I thought both of these teams struggled to get to the foul line on offense, which is a good recipe for an under. And I'll have to go back and look at yesterday, but just seemed watching it live that the pace really killed the under, that the defense was pretty good, but the pace was just so up-tempo that that's what got it over. Mm -hmm. Is that what your adjustment was based on? Was it more on the pace? Was it What, what was your, the adjustment based uh, on, do you think? A couple of things that was, that entered into the equation, but also the way it was bet, you know, well, from our side of the counter, watching how the, uh, it was bet and what the preference is by folks 
uh, particularly you know uh, the, you know when it comes to parlays and, and going to the uh, going to the over that definitely came into it. But I mean, we opened uh, the first game two seventeen, and, and we wound up closing at two twenty and a half. So. Uh, we had to pay, pay attention to how it was wagered. Uh, more, more of a factor than, uh, you know, still the eye test definitely comes into play. I think if Connaughton missed that three with like a minute to go, <laughs> that put it over and then they fouled after that. They probably would have yeah. stopped fouling if he missed that. So, yep. I mean, sometimes you could you could sit there and handicap this till you're blue in the face. Sometimes it just comes down to a garbage three yep. going in or out. Yep. I, I thought you brought up an excellent point yep. about a garbage three going in or out. I still think of Chris Duhon against UConn in the uh, final four. Oh. That one still hurts, but that's another story. Um, well, when you look at this finals matchup, Phoenix benefited from some injuries along the way, but I still think they deserve a lot of credit for the way they've played. And I didn't understand why Chris Paul did not get more consideration for league MVP. I mean, what he's been able to do in turning around this franchise, it's been remarkable. Yeah, and I think look, I don't. I'm not in favor of laying the 350 to win the series. I actually have some Paul at 30 to one MVP for the finals, like a month ago in pocket for MVP. I think he was still a good bet at plus 150. Um, you know, it's kind of like the quarterback in the Super Bowl. It's just it's a narrative award. It's going to be very hard for somebody other than Chris Paul to win this award. I mean, eight and go 30 for 30 and basically, you know, pull a rabbit out of his hat. He's not winning this award. It's going to be Chris Paul's award. It's just, you know, he's a veteran. He's, you know, he's never been to the finals, never won an MVP. Yeah. There's, there's all the storylines there. I think it's going to be Paul's award. Plus, he played extremely well last night. I mean, he was tremendous last night. Maybe they make an adjustment and go to maybe more of Holiday on him because he was just a killer from the mid-range last night. Yeah, uh, Chris Paul led in points for them last night, but are you telling me that my DeAndre 8 and 28 to 1 is not looking good? No, it's worth a shot. I mean, he, he had 20-20. I think if, if you notice, Chris Paul kind of snatched that 20th rebound away from him, which was kind of funny because I think uh, Booker Booker kind of noticed and they were having some fun with it after. I just think so much of these awards are narrative-based, and I just think it's so strong in favor of Paul. Now, if he had a couple of four for 19s and he didn't play well last night, now you could nudge it towards, you know, these writers just have to be honest about it and give it to somebody other than Chris Paul. But as long as Paul plays pretty well, I think it's going to be his award. Has that, that market moved at all? Uh, I haven't checked yeah. today, but I did grab 28 to one before the game yesterday. That, I, I think that was a terrific bet. I think Will also makes a compelling argument that I think because Chris Paul's longevity in the league, this is kind of like a lifetime achievement award. Will, you said that last week or about two weeks ago when we were talking about the Vesna, you mentioned with Mark Andre Fleury being a lifetime achievement award. You were correct on that one. And I'm with you. It's frustrating to me because, Danielle, I think Aiden played terrific, and I didn't know if Giannis was going to be able to play until game three in this series. If he can put up these types of numbers, I, I don't think it should be a slam dunk, but I don't think the NBA wants to go back to the Andre Iguodala MVP right. situation. <laughs> no, there's no yeah, doubt about ridiculous. it. Yeah. yeah, that was. If anyone should have won that award on the Warriors, I thought it should have been Curry. And I actually thought LeBron should have won it that year. That was one, one case where the losing player deserved mm -hmm. to win it. LeBron was incredible in that series. And speaking of the narrative, I have a little story time for you guys. The 2013 All-Star Game, I, I called around, shopped around to try to get Mariano Rivera. Remember, it was his last year. The All-Star Game was in New York. I don't even think I end up finding it. I could... The best I could do, I think, was the field at like 40 to 1, and Rivera ended up getting it. It was a low scoring game. I think he might have pitched the second inning. He got a standing ovation after basically every uh, every out he got, and he ended up winning. I was very frustrated that I couldn't get a better number, but like you said, these, these awards are all about narratives. DeAndre Aiden's in at 10 to 1 today. Now that's the update. 
Well, and rightfully so. The guy missed two shots in mm -hmm. 16 attempts, including six at the free throw line, 19 rebounds. 19 rebounds. Chris Paul went full Russell Westbrook on him last <laughs> night. I mean, this guy should have had a 2020 double double. That is impressive for a young guy and to put up these types of rebounding numbers. Because so many of these guys, remember, so many of these missed shots are long caroms on three point shots. So a guy like Aiden's not even going to have necessarily that much access to as many rebounds as you would see from shots that are inside 15 to 17 feet. Plus, he got the, he's got the physicality to deal with Giannis, which is yeah. not not a lot of guys can do that. They got Crowder to throw at him. They got Aiton to throw at him. I mean, you need somebody with the length and the strength to deal with him, and they at least have two guys that, that meet that criteria. Well, we have just about two and a half minutes here, so I want to make sure we get to your MLB picks for tonight because you have quite a few, and the first three are all first five. So let's start with these Tigers-Royals first five. Well, that was from earlier. I was just texting yeah. back and forth about what I liked earlier. Um, tonight, I'm on the, the Blue Jays. Uh, it's Matt Harvey day, so we got to celebrate. <laughs> I'm in favor of this. However you want to do it, uh, two Blue Jays team total. It's really hot and humid here in the East Coast. I know I'm not going to get any sympathy from you guys because it's probably a, a little hotter where you are. But, man, it's hot and it's humid here. I think that leads to some overs. Uh, Harvey pitching also leads to some overs. So I think the, the over 10.5, it might have been bet up to 11 in Blue Jays Orioles is probably a good play. Um, also on the Phillies, I think Wheeler against a, a really reeling Cubs team is a good bet. I think that number is a little cheap. We saw them with Nola, uh, you know, minus 130 yesterday, really win that game convincingly. And Amal's buddy, Bryce Harper, hit, a, I think, his first <laughs> non-solo home run. He hit his 15th home run yesterday, and that was the first one that wasn't a solo home run, which was uh, really a, an odd statistical quirk. By the way, Will, you bring up a great point on Matt Harvey did, but I'd like to also add to the national uh, narrative. How about Jake Arrieta Day? I mean, this guy's been an absolute gas can. It's hard to believe it wasn't that long ago where he was just unbelievable for the Cubs in his, his first go round with them. He was basically unhittable. Uh, Outdueled Cole in that wild card game when Cole was on the Pirates, won the Cy Young going away. And it's just, it, it's odd with these pitchers how it, it can turn and, and go the other way. 11 straight losses for yeah. the Cubbies now. Worst ERA in baseball over the last 11 starts north of eight. I think he just stopped taking a little bit of orange juice. It's got to be something, man. It, it, it's not that old, and it wasn't that long ago where he was absolutely dominant. So it's strange with these pitchers, and it's why it's risky to give them a lot of years and yep. a lot of money. Well, I see you're also on the Astros' money line tonight. Uh, what made you make that play, and what do you think of their futures bets at this point? Yeah, I got them some division before the year. And look, I think the market was a little bit in favor of Astros better just because people hate the Astros. They hate to bet on them. They hate to root for them. But this is a lethal lineup. They're really good against left-handed pitching. They face one tonight. Uh, they're actually throwing a pretty good pitcher themselves. So I think there's we've seen a little bit of a line move to the Astros, which I do understand here. I like Houston. Astros, they dominate their division. They're better than, what, 650 in their division. And that's uh, that's proven to be the uh, the key for that division in the last few good years. Team. He's right, though. We hate him. We hate to bet on them. We hate him. We hate well, him. you know, listen, they're, an, they're an SEC country. If you're not cheating, you're not trying. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks so they're much trying. for Will Hill. They are uh, Points Red Weekly contributor. You can check him out there. You can find him on Twitter at NotTheWillHill. Thanks so much for making the time, Will. We'll have more coming up in Hour 2 of My Guys in the Desert right here on VSIN, the sports betting network. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. 
It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for.